0: We love supporting family businesses on the Brummy Mummies podcast, and we love saving money. That's why we've invited Laura from My Baby Stroller onto this week's episode to ask her for all of her do's and don'ts when it comes to buying for a newborn. Hi, Laura. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Zoe. We are so excited to be partnering with you, uh, My Baby Stroller. It's just such a perfect match. At Brummy mummies, we love to support small local family-run businesses. And and, and yours is brilliant, based in Edgebaston, and giving people so much kind of one-to-one support. at such an important time. Because I know having a baby can be so, it's so exciting, but it's so daunting at the same time. Tell us a bit about your experiences of this and why you decided to launch my baby stroller.
1: Obviously, having a baby is like a it's a mind blowing um, thing, and um, your whole world changes. You go from being completely free to to a different person almost. Um, I didn't know anything about prams. I mean, we didn't have the shop at this point, um, and we didn't really know what we needed. You're just going off what other people tell you, and um, obviously, that's not always um fully reliable. So um when we went um shopping and stuff and it was right at the end um of lockdown, the last lockdown. So there wasn't really many places to go. We didn't know where to go and um we just went in and oh there's a pram. We got that one and we didn't we kind of settled, I guess. And it was um I felt like we could have been given more guidance and more had a had a nice chat. We just wanted to go in and have a nice experience. Um and for someone to say, oh, you know what, what's your lifestyle like? Um, what do you, what What are your values? What do you want to do every day with baby? Um, and is this right for you? Maybe you want something like, like this instead. Um, just a bit of, you know, a bit of a friendly touch to it, um, which I think we've kind of lost in the last few years um, where everything's moved online and we've moved into like just big chain stores. Um, we have lost a little
0: bit of that personal touch. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes such a difference because it is nice to hear from personal experience what works. And and as you say, you do need to factor in your lifestyle. I remember we had like a big kind of um, three-wheeler uh P- push chair that was all terrain because I wanted to take it through the forest but obviously that's not ideal for going around ch- shopping supermarkets and things like that so you need to factor in what you really need don't you
1: absolutely yeah and we have people that live in the countryside and they've traveled in and they need something for that and the three-wheelers uh, the sporty ones they're ideal and you can you know you can get them and you can modify them so that they're suitable from newborn. Or you can go for your traditional travel systems. People people love them. Um, you know, or if you need something like lightweight because you live in a, a flat block and you don't want it to take a lot of room in your hallway, um, we, can do, we can match that as well. But when you're shopping online, it's hard to tell what size of things, the weight of things and whether it's going to be suitable for you.
0: I love the idea that you can bring in if you've already got a little one you can bring in a little one and they can kind of test some of the toys and things as well you've got a little play space, haven't you yeah we've got all the ride on toys out um I really
1: i, I think I kind of took over the half the shop with all the toys. I really loved the idea of having like a kind of wooden toy shop thing but but the yeah and it was the idea was you know kids don't want to be taken pram shopping they just want to play and and we're fully. Happy for them to go over there, um, have a ride on the on the little bikes and cars, and um, kind of get out of mum and dad's hair while they're making like a a hard purchase, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and obviously, you don't just sell um, push chairs and and toys. What what other things do you sell in the shop? Um, so we do sell furniture,
1: although we, the space is limited to show it. Um, we got we've got a few pieces on display, and we sh- we sell. Um, like all the all the little things like that you need clothes muslins um bottles breast pumps uh, baby carriers um baby carriers are huge at the moment um yeah um anything well we say everything but the baby but yeah i'm sure there's things that we're missing but I, i we've got a good array i think
0: So I know from personal experience that having a baby is hugely expensive. What would you say would be the do's and don'ts about buying for a newborn? Is is there anything that you can say, okay, you don't necessarily need that or you definitely do need this?
1: Um, I'd say make a list of things that you definitely need. Obviously, you need a cot, um, you need some form of pram, um, and... If you can get things secondhand or friends, I mean there's people out that will more than happily pass things on to you. Um don't go overboard with clothes. I mean, I'd wait until you if you're having a baby shower, wait until then because everyone gets given tons of not to three month clothes and newborn clothes and you don't need all of them. So wait for the wait for all your friends to buy you them and then just and save your money for the older months where you've you've not been given anything. Um yeah, and it's it's a it's hard to have like know exactly what to get. So for some of it, I'd have a list and wait until the baby's here because some of the things that you think you need, you might find you're getting on okay without. But you want to have them um, available to order at a click, I guess. If you need if you need to solve a problem, <laughs> Archie, for example, he was really. Um, what's the word (laughs) he was really messy baby. (laughs) he had a he spit up a lot and um, he was sick a lot so like um if you're struggling with like reflux or colic um that's not something you necessarily know you're gonna struggle with until baby's here and um, maybe have a few solutions ready um that you can try out you don't need to buy all this stuff and then find out that, that baby's like an A star student and doesn't have any of these issues um um, and that was I guess that's the way to save money
0: yes I remember one um parents telling us that we didn't necessarily need a separate baby bath and they recommended us like a baby shaped sponge that we could put into the bottom of our bath which was great because it was not only saving us money but it saved us loads of space as well because that's the thing baby equipment takes up it takes over your house doesn't it um, yeah, it can it
1: can do, and it. I mean, you're thinking a lot of people in Birmingham live in, like, I mean, I live in a a terrace house, and there's not a lot of storage. You know, you don't want to have all these things that you're only going to use for a couple of weeks, and then decide that oh, actually I don't need this. I mean, for the first, I'd say for the first couple of weeks, and like I think talking about baby baths, um, we washed Archie in the basin, so. It wasn't, we didn't need the baby bath and we got him a, we ended up getting him a bath support because he got very heavy very quickly. But I mean, you don't, maybe you can wait and see if you need that or whether they're okay. I mean, if you're washing them in an inch of water in the bath, you might not find you need it. You can rest your hand underneath their head and that's enough.
0: Yes. Yeah. What were the the lifesavers that you found for Archie? Um, I think. We
1: got a um, one of those day sleeper, like the nest pods. Um, and I found that really, really useful because um, obviously you're with them and they're supervised when they're sleeping. Because when they're newborn, they sleep all the time. And people say, yeah, they sleep all the time. But it's sporadic. It's like 20 minutes and then they're awake. And, and so you can't get anything done and you can't really move. And I found myself stuck on the sofa for like hours um just holding baby and it was lovely but you want to get up and feel like a human being and wander around the room maybe get some stuff done and the nest pod I mean it's portable we I could put it in the kitchen I could put it on the sofa next to me um and just have a bit of me back and be able to tidy or do anything just to uh, feel like myself again um I think the other thing I like the car- the the soft wrap carriers. I really enjoyed having him like close to me and still being able to move around. Anything that gives you freedom, I think is is a lifesaver.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So with the nest pod, is that like is it a um somewhere for the baby to lie or is it more of a like a seat like a bouncer type thing? Yeah, it's a lie flat um
1: um it's got like a cushioned um, outside so they as a newborn obviously they don't really move and it's long enough um, it's big enough for them to lie flat in the middle um, like a, a it's like a day bed um, it is with most of them it is recommended that you stay with baby because of they, if they've got the raised sides and there's a there is um, some discussion about whether that's safe so I definitely recommend not to leave them in there and walk and leave them leave the room um, but um, if you're staying in the room and you just need to have a little bit of freedom. They are amazing.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. I remember having one of those bouncers. um, It got little mobile toys hanging from it and then a little song, which I loved because he was happy in there and I could get put a wash load in, different things like that. Um, But I do remember by the end of it being absolutely sick of the music. (laughs) 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 I mean, I remember
1: having, we had Sunday lunch, and Archie, bless him, was just at the end of the table in this nest, um, just sleeping while we were eating our Sunday dinner. And I mean, we we did have a bouncer as well. But it took him a little bit longer to um, settle in it. But at the first, I was i I'd put him in it and he would just cry. So I think this is what I mean about waiting and seeing what your babies like, because they are all different and um, you don't know whether they're going to, enjoy something you just presume that they will and then you don't use it at all because they don't
0: yeah yeah no that's really good because I think you do feel like you need to buy everything in advance and be really organized but actually that's fine isn't it to just adapt as you're going along I know the other thing I loved was a little play mat that I could lie him on um and they're just it's got all the different um like different fabrics and textures for them to explore yeah it's just the ways of keeping them entertained even when they're really young Yeah, um, yeah, we had um, we had that as well.
1: Though they are great because it's um, supporting tummy time and um, and getting them into like the activities and sensory aspects of um, of the newborn stage.
0: In terms of things that you maybe don't need, I mean, we found because you can buy really fancy changing stations, can't you? Like actual furniture. But we found it. We just had a plastic change mat, and we just used to do it on the floor.
1: For us, I just thought um, a changing table was like a, a waste of money. But it, I think, utilising what you've got in your house at the moment is important. We, I just before it was a nursery, it was a spare room, and it had. Um, a desk in it where I used to do a bits of work and I just turned that into the changing table I just put the mat on top and then a few months in he stopped when he started rolling over having him that high up and trying to change him was an absolute nightmare <laughs> so like you I I just ended up changing him on the floor and moved the mat onto the floor if we'd had if we had spent money on a changing table um, I don't think we'd got much use out of it other than storage and we already had in that room, we had, you know, we've got inbuilt wardrobes, so it just felt like with an expense that we didn't need to to go into.
0: Yes, were well, there other things like that that you you felt that were unnecessary? I mean, you've just got to think:
1: Am I going to use that? I mean, I think nappy bins is was on the list, and I, and I found our nappy bin really useful. I mean, they go through hundreds of nappies initially. We I mean, and yeah, we phased it out um when he was when he when he went on to solids but for that first few months it was there was a lifesaver i wasn't going to um go down to the bin every time cuz it was you know multiple times a day um and you're recovering from having from having a baby so um just make your life as easy as possible if you can if you ha- can do
0: that's such good advice. I, I didn't bother with a nappy bin because I thought, oh, that's probably unnecessary. And then when my sister had a baby and she used one, I thought, why did I not just have this for me? <laughs> I was always going to the bin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. and then you can just gift it to the next person
1: you know who's having a baby. If it, if, and it, and it's not they don't have to be expensive. You can buy they they do really cheap ones, so you don't have to buy like a a fancy one it just has to be somewhere you can put put the nappy and it's contained and the smells contained (laughs) yes yeah Yeah.
0: I remember the other thing that we liked we had a microwave bottle sterilizer which was great rather than having a like a big plug-in device because if we were going away we could just take it with us it wasn't like a really bulky thing that we needed to kind of ship around with us
1: yeah that's something we've discovered since opening the shop we had one of the big bulky ones and I um I mainly breastfed actually but um at the start it was difficult but many women do find it difficult and um, when we were using a bo- bottles a lot um and yeah it was bulky and you had to keep cleaning out the the the, the filter bit I don't know what it's called um but now since having the shop, we've seen all these these really really cool systems where they're, they're they're quite small and you can do it like say do it in the microwave like the man bottles you can do you can just put some water in them and and do them in the microwave without anything gosh that's good yes one of the lifesavers that i've found and i think a lot of my friends found is that is having like a prep machine so if you're bottle feeding then i mean those first few months when you're waking up every three hours imagining having to get up and wait for the water to cool so that the milk's a good temperature and baby's screaming and you're tired and you're like on the verge of tears anyway um having that that prep machine where you could just like zap and it's done and it's ready to go was just like was a, was a lifesaver
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I've seen those. I didn't have one of those and that they look amazing. I remember, you know, doing the scoop and then with the knife, like levelling off the scoop, making sure that it was all right and then cooling it down. Yeah, it's a real faff. So that does sound really good. Yeah, I mean, initial, that's like a time
1: saver. I mean, if you're really... If you're really organised, you could have the milk waiting. You know that they're going to wake up. But if you're like me and you're a complete mess, <laughs> you just wake up and you
0: go, oh, no, where is it? I haven't done it. <laughs> and you're scrambling around, trying to get it ready and walking around with baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it, because you're always trying to do everything one-handed as well. Yeah. <laughs> and what about products that grow with the child? I'm thinking, you know, when they're weaning and they need to be in a high chair, and with the push chair as well. How? How? What? What products are good for kind of being able to have a bit of longevity? The high chairs. I mean, you, you can get the you can get ones that are that start
1: off as rockers, um, and they'll ha- there'll they will be a rocker on a stand. Um, so, you know, it's the same as what what you had. Um, you can have it on the floor if you want, or you can have it um, on on the high chair um, stand. And then you don't have to bend down, and that's the, the the appeal of that. And then as the baby grows up, obviously you move them into the chair. And then as they're getting even older, then you can move the chair off and attach that to one of your dining chairs, or um it becomes its own standalone, like small chair on the floor. Um, so there's there's loads of solutions there. I mean, you've got um the I like um the toddler cots, so a cot that is turns into a cot bed at the end which will last you four years um rather than having all these i mean you you can get the co-sleepers and the next to me's um people still enjoy having them on the moses basket whichever you've chosen um but if you if you can't afford that and you just want to go straight for a cot and you, you, you know going for a cot bed will save you money in the long run um uh, what else is there? Uh, the car- the baby carriers? If you get one, if you get the right one. You can get ones that um, will go for up to four years. I mean, I keep I always say, "Who wants a four year old hanging off them?" <laughs> mine's mine's huge, and he's two. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I mean, once they get heavy, these carriers will then turn around and go on your back, um, which obviously is more comfortable when they are heavy. So you've got then, you know, you know, they've got little legs and they don't want to walk a long way. But if you want to go walking around Clint or uh, and you don't want to take the stroller out, um, you've got that, that freedom then. You can walk for a bit and then I'm going to put him on my back. Um, and that's, I think that offers a lot for parents, a lot of freedom to kind
0: of live their lives how they want to and not be kind of constrained by what they've bought in the past. Yeah, that's good, and I think kids like that um, stability as well, don't they? They know this is this is my um, high chair that I sit in. This is where I go to sleep or whatever. Yeah. So they're kind of they're used to it. So it it makes it easy, doesn't it? We had one of those stocker chairs, which you can kind of make it grow with the child. You keep lowering the the seat, the the step, and the, and widening the seat, and then eventually it turned into just a kitchen chair, which which was great.
1: Yeah, they're great. there. I think you're, you're right with the, it's like the beds. I mean, I think a lot of parents, it's that moment when you move them from the next to me to the cot, it's like this moment of dread because you, you're changing the whole thing You're moving them from room to room. Um, and you don't know whether they're going to take to it. And I think when we're at that stage now, we're about to take, probably about to take the sides off the cot. So we're we're at that stage where we're like, oh, but... If we were changing them completely into a different bed, it would be worse, I think. Um, and yeah, like you say, with the high chair, it's important that they have more use than just being a high chair, because you're spending a lot of money on something and it should last a long time. Um, I think nowadays, and everyone makes jokes, you know, in the olden days, they built this. And, you know, I've got this microwave from 1975. It's still, it's still going. But um, nowadays, things aren't built to last, but that's where the versatility of these products comes in.
0: Yeah, because that's great for your wallet and it's good for the environment as well and these some of these products are so solid you as you say you can then sell them or pass them on to re- relatives which is great i know we had one of those little travel um high chairs which you it was like inflatable that you could strap around to say a, a chair in a, in a pub or somewhere if you were going out yeah. for, for lunch and i thought that was really good because sometimes you can't get hold of a high chair if they're all in use or they seem a bit grubby so it's quite nice to take your own isn't it that's a good idea i haven't, I haven't thought about we've got the well we've
1: We've got the, the little seat. I haven't actually used it yet. It was a, it was a um, gift from a friend, like a hand-me-down. Um, but it's like one of those seats that you just attach to the chair, which I think is a similar thing, but yes. not, not inflatable, so not as portable. But they are they seem really useful now, especially because he's really... I mean, we're, we're confining him in the high chair, <laughs> but he's really outgrown it. <laughs> it's, um, and we just probably should be using the seat instead so he's on it he loves being sat at the table with us I mean he we we all eat together anyway but um he's obviously on a slightly different height to us so it's um so him being at the dining table it's like on like I say for Sunday lunch he just loves it he's just there like loving life (laughs) but then he's escaping so (laughs) that's the um
0: the complication so that chair might be the solution to that I think that's this is the joy of your shop, isn't it? That it's a real kind of, it's a really com- real community space, isn't it? So the, like the, the, the conversation we're having now, I bet you have this every day with mums and dads saying, well, I've used this and this works and this didn't work. And then you can pass that information on to other people as well. Absolutely. If
1: I, I mean, if people are interested in thinking something and I don't, I didn't like it, I will tell them. <laughs> I mean, I might sell it, but I'm going to be honest about it. If if you I mean some people come in and they have their heart absolutely set on something, I'm not gonna change their minds. But um if you are going, Oh, do I really need this? I'm not sure, and you're that's who I was, you know, when I was expecting you you got this someone's you've set, seen all these lists online of people saying, You need this, you need that, you need this, and you're like I don't even know what half this stuff is. So going into our shop, you know, and it is a real family shop everyone like it's my mother-in-law my um, aunt-in-law richard and myself that work in there that's all that work that's all the people that work in there so every time you go in there you're talking to to one of the family and they've all got different experiences of 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 all these products um in one way or another so they will and and they just I mean my mother-in-law loves to chat so she will just and and people love that they will come in and and you'll just stand chatting to them for ages and um and I, what I wanted to create by having a shop I've always had um kind of like a drive to give back and I've and I always felt that was lacking because I used to work in hospitality which um isn't really I mean it's not on the same level as being like a nurse or or doing something like that and I always felt like I needed something more altruistic in life um so eventually as the shop grows I'm hoping to build more of a community and I want to have something that where people can come for advice or for help if they need it and I can point them in the right direction because I feel like that's something like especially um postnatal actually is where you kind of get right here's the baby and now what you kind of just left and you and a lot of mums are kind of like I don't know what to do now and I feel like that's that's what we're lacking and I want to create somewhere where people can go and go look I'm desperate I need (laughs) I need some help and it's not just about the shop to me
0: it's a it's about that community I think that's lovely and that's so important and it's like a safe space isn't it to just go and talk and say look this isn't really working out for me how can how can I get help a lot of people have been
1: through exactly the same situation you go into it and you think I'm I'm such a a mentally strong person I've got you know I I haven't I've got no reason to to be here being upset or anxious but um you know the hormones that you go through in pregnancy and post-pregnancy are insane, and you don't realise, and it's something that you can't understand until you've done it. And um, you know you're crying at three o'clock in the morning over, you know, over, I don't know, over nothing really. Um, but at the time, it's the biggest thing, and you need to you need to talk about it because people don't talk about it unless unless it's really serious, and
0: then it's yes. you know, almost too late. Yeah, definitely. And that's what makes My Baby Stroller so unique, isn't it? I think there's so many high street ba- brands and as you say, you can buy everything online. That's what makes what you do really special. That's that human element to it, isn't it? Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I just want people to have a positive experience of it.
1: I've f- I heard so many things. You know, I ordered this pram online and it's huge and heavy. I didn't really know what I was getting. You know, you've got it out of the box, you've built it, um, you've used it for a couple of weeks or months, and then you thought, I'm not really happy with this. But you can't send it back because you've used it. And, you know, at least if you've got somewhere where you can go, you can you can try different things out. We've had people walking up and down the creamfield um, Crescent with, you know, with, with a dummy baby <laughs> in the fram. If you've got that opportunity to do that, you can go, yeah, I think... This is quite light. This is quite, um, I like the look of it. You know, people get more out of it and then they have that positive experience at the same time. So the whole thing is a a positive moment because it is, it's a huge thing. You know, people are excited to buy something for their brand new baby and it should be exciting and not something you're dreading. So hopefully we can
0: create those experiences. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, if that's all right. Could you give us a kit list that you think all new mums and dads should have ready for their new arrival? When people come in, we do offer like baby bundles,
1: um, which are like customizable. So if anyone was to come in and and have absolutely no idea, you know, and we can give them a few ideas, just send this list out. There's no obligation to like buy anything on the list, but they can be like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I'd say obviously a stroller and a cart, like they're the main things. If you can't get anything else, those are the, the two things you need. I'd put a Nest, like the Nest pod that we use because it was a lifesaver for me. Some form of baby carrier, baby wearing is so huge now. Um, it doesn't have to be one of the big expensive ones or it could just be like a a, a fabric wrap, um, which are really affordable at the moment, just for that bit of freedom in the first few weeks, few months. Lots of muslins because they are so messy. And, and um, you know, you don't want to be using hundreds of wipes. You're already going to be using wipes as it is. So muslins are really a lifesaver. Some form of um, maybe like, a, like you say, a baby bath or maybe like a more of a um, support, a baby bath support for when they're not quite sat up. Um, and, but they're a bit heavy for you to hold onto. Some, at like a baby care kit. You can get these kits where they have like a hairbrush, a thermometer, um, like a little nail file. Um, they're quite useful just to have there in case you need it. And it's all in one place. Have some bottles ready. Even if you're planning on breastfeeding, have the bottles there. You need, um, maybe some formula just in case. And a breast pump, or if you're not breastfeeding, a prep machine. A a bouncer, so like you had, like a bouncer on the floor, that's amazing. Um, Some basic sensory toys, the black and whites, like cards, are really good, or like the scrunchy soft toys. A white noise machine, possibly. If you're struggling in the first few months of sleep, they do seem to work. I mean, I. I'm not 100, percent but like we did, we had a white noise for Archie, and I
0: did did feel like it was working. I remember vacuuming next uh, next to yeah. the next to the nursery, <laughs> trying to create my own white noise. <laughs> I
1: think a changing mat and a changing bag are important, but get something that suits your style. Don't get like a horrible bulky baby bag. Just get like a a rucksack that you like that has all the pockets that you need. Um. And then lots and lots of nappies and wipes. <laughs> That's the main things. Um, if you're, and if you're doing the reusable nappies, I mean, I'm maybe next time for me, but, um, like, yeah, make sure you have enough that you're going to get, get through. Um, cause they are just so messy <laughs> and they just, they just do a lot of pooing and weeing. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to make sure you've got enough there that you just right change, right change. Oh, that's a great list. That's really helpful. I think I've, I feel like I've missed things off, but like, um, but yeah, we. I mean, we do these lists, and and if you come in and and you need a bit of inspiration, we will send send you like a list like this, and you can say, well, I don't really want the nest or the carrier, um, but I've seen this on uh, and I quite like the look of this, and then we will find whatever it is that you've you've seen
0: that you want
1: on the on oh, your so list. you can
0: you can order things in for people
1: yeah we, I mean it, some I mean we're only human and we probably there are probably things we haven't thought of and there'll be new things coming out that we might not have seen so if there is something that you know this a brand new um <laughs> fantastic thing that you've seen and we haven't got it in the shop that we probably can get hold of it
0: oh that's great So we have a a series of three questions that we ask all of our guests. So I'm going to ask you those now, if that's okay. So what are the two things you would tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance? Firstly, stop messing
1: around. (laughs) I think I was a bit immature. Um, Yeah, get your head down. I would have loved to have done something with my degree, but um, just kind of wanted to have fun. And then the second one, spend more time with people that matter. As you said, I think you spent a lot of time wasting time with, with people that you don't see. Like, I don't know any, like a lot of people from when I was 18. And then, and then, then on the way, you might lose people that you wish you'd spent a bit more time with. That's a bit deep.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's very, very valid. Yeah, definitely. I think we can all um, empathise with that. What are three things that you love to do every day? What gives you a great start, end and routine to the day? Um, yeah, without mean, suggesting that I'm an organized
1: person, <laughs> <laughs> I realize it's difficult with a
0: two year old. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. <laughs>
1: um, well, I tend to start the morning having a cup of tea and breakfast with Archie. That's like every morning. Um, I think we haven't aced this, but I think getting out of the house early is, is key to having like a feeling like you've had a productive day. Because if we're going out and we leave it like till, till like 11 o'clock, and then he's tired because he's still napping. So then we end up, he you know, he's not having a great time because we're out during his nap and then he naps late. It just seems to like pile on for the rest of the day. Whereas if we're out bright and early, we seem to have a great time, get back for lunch. And I feel like, oh, it's only 12 o'clock <laughs> and I've done all these things. <laughs> um, so I think that's a good thing. And then make sure you have some time in the evening, like to watch TV or read a book or just have some time for you. I think that's important.
0: And what's the one piece of advice you'd give to a new parent? Um, Probably don't take social media at face value. I think Mm. a lot of things are
1: very sugar-coated online and you can get this, like, you know, the women with their perfectly curled hair and looking fresh and then you're looking in the mirror, like, with, you know, leaky boobs and and (laughs) bags under your eyes. I mean, everyone is looking like that. And, you know, they've taken a photo for social media that they've, had time to do themselves and yeah there's a lot of pressure and don't 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 adhere to it
0: (laughs) yes yeah I love that advice definitely oh well, it's been great to talk to you today Laura is there anything else you wanted to mention about my baby stroller no yeah just um we're obviously located
1: on Greenfield Crescent in Edgbaston um And there's lots of parking behind us. People have a problem with parking there, but there is loads of parking. Um, Please come and visit us. Um, We're happy to talk to anyone and everyone. And um, yes, it would be lovely to see more people down Greenfield Crescent. And there's some lovely food places there. We've got Boston Tea Party, Chapter, um, Smoke and Ash, a brilliant restaurant that's opened up um, by the end of last year, I think. Um, So yeah, please come and visit us. It's a
0: great day out anyway, so... (laughs) fantastic that's brilliant thanks laura thank you thank you you can read more about my baby stroller on the birmingham live website and on the brummie Mummies facebook page find out more via laura's website mybabystroller.co.uk too please share this episode with anyone who may find it useful follow brummie mummies on social media and sign up for our free newsletter see you next time